Hello and welcome to the Daily Royal. My name is Shelby and I have been a royal watcher for the past 10 years. In this podcast, I talk about the daily events of seven of the European monarchies. So I talk about Belgium, the UK, Denmark, the Netherlands, Norway, Spain, and Sweden. I upload Monday through Friday with occasional bonus episodes here and there. Today is Monday, April 12th of 2021. So, um, today was a bit of a slow day. I am really thoroughly surprised, um, with how busy the calendars looked. Um, but it was a pretty slow start to the week. I really think based on calendars alone, uh, it seems like the Spanish and Swedish royal families are kind of the only ones with a lot of engagements this week. Um, which is fine but makes for interesting podcasts. Um, So as we are going to do through the rest of this week, um, we're going to start off by sharing any information about Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh, that comes out of uh, the royal family's website and social media postings. Um, So today, the social media focused on uh, Prince Philip's military commitment. So it focused on his time in the Royal Navy, um, his time at the British Royal Navy school at Dartmouth, um, and his career. I think he, I think it said that he was the youngest person, um, to ever become a first lieutenant during, um, ever, but then this was during, um, the second world war and he I think I mentioned he was in uh fighting against fascists in Italy as well as um in uh Japan uh fighting against the Japanese so um they also focused of course that his while his naval career was incredibly promising, um, it was, of course, cut short due to um, Queen Elizabeth's, um, well, her becoming queen and the early death of uh, Philip's father-in-law, King George VI. Um, they also talked about how he has remained committed to military causes Um So not just the Navy, but the Royal Army and Royal Air Force as well. Um, And then I don't think I mentioned yesterday what um, some of the items on his casket will be. Um, So it'll be draped. He has a royal standard um, of his own that'll be draped on his casket. And then there will be his naval cap and a, a bouquet of fresh flowers that are presumably going to be from the queen. I, that's an assumption. I don't know. Um, so that was kind of the social media focus. And then I don't know if this is a trend that is going to continue. Um, we have heard from, um, all of Queen Elizabeth's children now via either, um, in-person statements or written statements or the church service yesterday. Um, and then today the Duke of Cambridge released a statement, um, on the passing of the Duke of Edinburgh as well. Um, so I don't know if this trend is going to continue or if it's going to stop with William. 
Um, I do know that um, Prince Harry, the Duke of Sussex, today also released a statement. It was not shared by the royal family social media, but if I can find it quick, quickly enough while I'm recording, I will go ahead and read his as well. Um, but today, William released a statement as well as a new photo um, that we had never seen with the Duke of Edinburgh and Prince George taken um, at the Sandringham Estate. And George was two, so this was taken in 2015, um, and they were in a carriage, which is something that Prince Philip occupied his time with when he could no longer um, play polo. He began to take on competitive carriage driving, um, and so he came... And it seems like maybe according to the statement, which I'll read in just a second, would pick up at least George, um, possibly Charlotte too, but um, they only had a picture of George when he was two. So I don't know how long he was carriage driving into his life, but um, it's a beautiful photo and just like a very casual reminder that at the end of the day, these are family members um, who are involved. So... William's statement read, My grandfather's century of life was defined by service. To his country and commonwealth, to his wife and queen, and to our family. I feel lucky to have not just had his example to guide me, but his enduring presence well into my adult life, both through good times and the hardest days. I will always be grateful that my wife had so many years to get to know my grandfather and for the kindness he showed her. I will never take for granted the special memories my children will always have of their great-grandpa coming to collect them in his carriage and seeing for themselves his infectious sense of adventure as well as his mischievous sense of humor. My grandfather was an extraordinary man and part of an extraordinary generation. Catherine and I will continue to do what he would have wanted and will support the Queen in the years ahead. I will miss my grandpa, but I know he would want us to get on with the job. So that is William's statement that was shared this morning. Um, it's beautiful and personal, and um, I like, I appreciate in this time when you were not seeing members of the royal family because they are in mourning, and of course, like, that takes precedence. Um, but I do appreciate that we are hearing from them in ways that are extremely personal and, um, relevant to their own specific lives. So this is something I wasn't sure if I would touch on after reading the statement myself, um, but I, I have decided to. So when he says, both through good times and the hardest days... My first instinct is, of course, the fact that William and his brother, Harry, both had to, both walked behind the coffin of their mother um, in a very public funeral, and beside them was their grandfather, was Prince Philip, um, and it was very much a way for him to support them through that, um, because I cannot imagine they've both talked about how hard that was and so they had philip behind them or with them 
to just be there. Um, So that was incredibly important. And then I will go ahead and read uh, the Duke of Sussex's statement as well. Um, Like I said, this was not shared with the British royal family social media. Um, It was released via Harry's own personal communications team because he's not a working member of the royal family. But I know people are interested, and I said yesterday that I wanted to commemorate everything in regards to this. So, um, I think this is the start of his statement. Okay. So, my grandfather was a man of service, honor, and great humor. He was authentically himself with a seriously sharp wit and could hold the attention of any room due to his charm. And also because you never knew what he might say next. He will be remembered as the longest reigning consort to the monarch, a decorated serviceman, a prince, and a duke. But to me, like many of you who have lost a loved one or grandparent over the pain of this past year, he was my grandpa, master of the barbecue, legend of banter, and cheeky right till the end. He has been a rock for Her Majesty the Queen with unparalleled devotion by her side for 73 years of marriage. And while I could go on, I know that right now he would say to us all, all of us, oh, do get on with it. So on that note, Grandpa, thank you for your service, your dedication to Granny, and for always being yourself. You will be sorely missed, but always remembered by the nation and the world. Megan, Archie, and I parentheses, as well as your future great-granddaughter, will always hold a special place for you in our hearts. And then he signed it, Permer Perteram, which means in Latin, by sea, by land. So, that is Harry's statement on the passing of his grandfather. Um, Those are the bits of news that came out today. I suspect we'll see much of the same pattern over the remaining days till the funeral, Um, and so that is where this segment, this top starting segment is going to end and we are going to continue on, um, with the Dutch Royal family. So nothing today in Belgium. Again, still their website hasn't been updated. Um, the court circular for any events not pertaining to, uh, the Duke of Edinburgh, there was no court circular today. Um, And then there was nothing in Denmark. So we are going to move on to the Dutch royal family. actually a thing that was not on the calendar for the Dutch royal family. I just happened to see it while I was scrolling on Twitter and thought it might be interesting to talk about um, because I've noticed that a few things have alluded to this, but it's never on the calendar. So today, um, the prime minister's calendar noted that he and King Willem Alexander had their um, weekly audience And so, um, I wanted to talk about this a little bit because in kind of my 
looking through the calendars and figuring out um, King Willem Alexander's constitutional role in the formation of the new Dutch government, um, I read or saw somewhere that he does have weekly audiences with the prime minister. Um, However, the royal household never makes mention of them in any of their postings, unless it's for something like when they resigned, um, then it was in there. Like when um, the current prime minister resigned from this session or this past session um, upon creation of a new government, it, it that was there, but the um, the weekly meetings were not. And so I don't know that I'll always see them. I don't know that I will talk about them every time I see them because um, there's just not a lot to talk about from these, especially, like, it doesn't even show up on Willem Alexander's calendar, like, official calendar, so I don't know that I'll talk about it very often, but I wanted to talk about it in this time period, because, of course, we are um, living in the bizarre world of a government formation from the Netherlands, um, that things are just, like, It's interesting. Um, I haven't done a whole lot of new research on this just because um, there's been a few things going on. Um, So I I don't know what the new status is, but it's interesting. Um, The reason this was pointed to is because um, this is their first in-person audience in a long time um, due to COVID restrictions and just general safety precautions. They've been just holding telephone conversations or even just like quick check-ins that aren't noted on either calendar. Um, But this one was making a little bit of news in the Dutch royal family following because they met in person. So not a whole lot to say on that because I don't know the inner workings of the government formation. I'm guessing things are still complicated. Um, But I just wanted to talk about that because that's not something that we typically see. Um, And also because the day was really slow. So (laughs) there's not a lot to talk about. (laughs) So I threw that in. Also, I apologize. Um, if you guys have been listening for a while, you know I will have this like cough attack every now and then for the, like for the past eight or nine months or something. Um, I don't really know what's going on, but over the past couple days, I've just been having a hard time breathing. Um, I don't know if it's asthma. I don't think it's COVID. I haven't been anywhere long enough to be exposed to COVID. So I don't think it's COVID. Um, Also, I'm officially like half vaccinated now. So I don't know. Um, But that is our little update from the Dutch royal family. I'm sorry I can barely make it through a sentence without gasping for air. Um, So that is what was going on in the Netherlands. And now we are going to make a quick jump over to Norway.
today, King Harald has officially returned to work, and it felt really good to see his name. Um, it just, it felt really good. It felt super, super needed. Um, just with the sadness of the past weekend and also Harold being on sick leave for almost three months, it just felt lovely to see his name back on the calendar. Um, so today he held a couple of different audiences. First, he held an audience with the chief of defense. Um, Crown Prince Akun was also present, so so much for Akun getting a week off. Um, that's okay. And then he also held an audience for the newest knight first class of the Royal Norwegian Order of St. Olaf. Again, I mentioned that the day was slow, so I wanted to go into a little bit of, um, explanation of what this Order of St. Olaf is. Um, so every royal household has these orders, which are, um, awards of distinction given by the royal families. So in, um, the UK, you have lots of different orders, the Royal Victorian, the GBE, um, lots of different orders. Um, I think there, I can't remember which one specifically, um, I'm thinking of at the moment, but like, there are just a lot of orders in the UK. Um, and then in Norway, they have the Order of St. Olav, which is the only order they have. So King Harald serves as the Grand Master. Um, and then there are three grades below that. So Grand Cross, which goes to um, most heads of states, as well as their spouses and sometimes their children. Um, and then Commander is below that. And then knight, which is um, more for services in Norway. So um, this happens pretty often in Norway that King Harald will award um, a couple of different orders um, for different distinctions. And so today the um, order went to a professor. Um, and they... For the, the knight orders, they're given, I think, a medal, like a, um, a ribbon with a medal at the end of it that you'll see, um, kind of pinned to, like, a lapel or a, sh a dress or something. Um, and then other orders, other grades of the order will have the sashes or the collars, um, lots of different things. So I just wanted to like go into an explanation of this. Um, like I said, each royal household has them. Most countries have them. Um, I think the U.S. ours is the is it the Presidential Medal of Freedom? We have a few, um, but the bigger one I think is the Medal of Freedom. I think. Um, and that's the one. There was this viral video like five years ago. Um, with now President Biden receiving it when he was vice president, um, from President Obama, um, 
when King Felipe was in Peru in 2018, he received um, the highest level of the Peruvian order um, in a small little ceremony. He also, when they were in Cuba in 2019, gave out um, the Spanish order of Carlos III um, to... Um, I think he's a historian in Cuba, Um, but he received the order there, or delivered the order. So this happens a lot, these ceremonies. Um, We're not seeing them right now with heads of state because we're not seeing heads of state really come together. So, I don't know, expect more maybe sometime, we'll see. Um, So that's what was going on in Norway. And now we are going to go ahead and move on to Spain. There was just one event today in the Spanish royal family. Um, technically, there were two. Okay, let me let me preface this. So, sometimes if you pay attention to other royal families, you will see um, different members of the family doing events. And I don't talk about them because um, I only talk about very specific members of each royal family. So, in countries that have abdicated monarchs and therefore um former kings and queens um this is you know king albert in belgium king juan carlos in spain their wives um so today queen sophia the former queen of spain did have an event but i don't talk about her events um i don't talk about any of the former royal events really since like probably April or May of last year when I started, um, when things started picking back up, I just realized that one, I'm only one person and can't keep track of it all. But two, um, the more I got comfortable, the more I talked, the less time there was. So I mentioned that because I am going to talk very briefly here at the top about Queen Sophia's event, but only because, um, she did this really cute thing and, Um, it's just impossible not to see it as like a little, um, wink to, um, not even a wink. That's, that's way too positive and a cute word, but like a nod to, um, the British people for their loss of Prince Philip. So today she had an event. It was, um, a video conference with different Parkinson's organizations, I think. Um, and she wore a poppy pin on her jacket, um, And a poppy is the sign of remembrance in the UK. Um, Typically, it's worn in November um, before Remembrance Day. But it, I just thought it was a lovely gesture. And she is the type of royal who doesn't do anything by accident. Like, everything she does is super intentional. Um, And I just thought it was, like, a wonderful little nod. um, Because... 
they were also related because um, Sophia is from Greece and um, a member of the former Greek royal family. Her brother is the former king of Greece. Um, and so she was the daughter of a king of Greece and therefore like a cousin to Prince Philip. I don't, I don't know what, I've seen two different things. I've seen, um, on his relation with, relationship with King Constantine, who is Sophia's brother, um, that they were first cousins once removed, so they were just on different generation lines. Um, but then I also saw today, like, her second uncle, which I don't think is right. I think they're cousins, um, like, closely related cousins. So I just thought that that was a nice nod, um, to her relationship with him. Um, okay, so now on to the event that I actually am going to talk about. Um, so today, Queen Letizia attended an event at the um, Congress of Deputies, which is the main governing building for um, the Spanish government, um, in honor of Clara Campamore, who was the leader of the suffragette movement in Spain. So, um, in my understanding, I think this was in, before the civil war in Spain, um, she was working hard to get women the right to vote, um, which they then won. They were able to vote. Um, yeah, so the Constitution of 1931, which would have been probably the Constitution after Spain became a republic, and then after that was the Civil War. But she implemented that, and of course, obviously after, um, and I think through the dictatorship, women were able to vote. Um, but I don't know what elections looked like during the Franco dictatorship. So if they were able to, like, if there was voting happening, they were able to vote, but I don't know what that looked like. Um, I thought this event was really, really cool because Spain is in an interesting situation right now where they are, um, their cabinet is mostly, is more women than men, um, which is very rare. I think when I was reading that, they're like the sixth country in the world to have that happen and the fourth or something in the EU. Um, so the president of the government of Spain is a man. But then every, he has like three vice presidents, all women. Um, the president of the Congress of Deputies, which is uh, the higher governing house in Spain, is a woman. The president of the Senate is a woman. Um, it was just really awesome. And so accompanying 
Queen Letizia was the president of the Congress of Deputies, the president of the Senate, and the first vice president of the government. So it was just like a feminist dream. Um, And they were talking about, you know, women's right to vote and in Spain and like the role of women in Spain and just like a wonderful moment of feminism. It was lovely. Um, so that's what was going on in Spain today. It was just a really cool event. Um, but with that, we are going to go ahead now and move on to the Swedish royal family. Sweden, like I mentioned, we are starting a week of busy. Um, so today there were three events in the Swedish royal house. Um, first, King Carl Gustav and Crown Princess Victoria took part in a digital meeting with representatives of Keep Sweden Clean, which is an organization focused on keeping um, the forests as well as the cities in Sweden um, clean and environmentally sound. And I think Carl Gustav is patron of that organization. Um, I think is what that is. Um, so that was first. And then Crown Princess Victoria and Prince Daniel were part on, uh, took part in a digital seminar with Generation Pep, which is an organization that came out of the Crown Princess Couples Foundation. Um, and during that seminar, uh, Generation Pep released the 2021 Pep Report, which is all about what the organization is going to be doing over the next year. And then we had Prince Daniel holding a digital meeting with representatives from the Swedish Basketball Association. So that's cool. Um... Let's dive in a little bit more on that if we can. I'm going to see if there... Yeah, there's a decent enough readout that I can um, share. So during the meeting, Prince Daniel, basically it was an update on the business of basketball um, and how COVID has affected that, um, but as well as ongoing plans for... um, I don't know, can we call it a restart anymore? (laughs) But plans for what we can, what they are planning um, for when we can gather again and be part of that um, partaking of sport. So that is what was going on. Um, uh, On the note of sport, I have fallen into a... Rewatching of Olympic games? I don't know what this is about. Um, I don't like sports really at all, but I think I've just been really bored. I, not gonna lie, definitely tried to find some Spanish soccer games. Um, football, sorry, 
non-Americans. Um, but I don't have access to those games. Um, there is an additional, there is the 2021 Kings Cup coming up this weekend. I will probably watch that. Um, I don't know. I've just been watching sporting events. I don't know what that's about, <laughs> but it's been really interesting. Um, so that is kind of what's been going on in my life, um, aside from just general life, but I definitely have been watching way too many sports. Um, so anyway, we are going to end this episode here. Um, I hope you find this balance of like a little bit more somber at the top and then just diving into like the normal events of the day. Okay. Um, I mentioned in the special episode that went up on Saturday, this is a new experience for me. Um, I didn't want to stop recording on daily events. However, um, it is a weird experience to kind of go on. Um, but if you're finding this okay, please let me know. Um, check out all the places you can find The Daily Royal. Uh, so thedailyroyal.com, The Daily Royal on Instagram. Like and review this podcast wherever you're listening. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. Have a great Tuesday. Bye.